Coming up on this episode, we begin, and frankly spend the whole show, talking about Dan's new home and all the issues and complications it brings. Learn some hot home improvement tips and advice on this edition of Don't Panic, starting right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 357, recorded March 13th, 2023. Studs Found. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that would take a run on the bank if it had any money in the bank. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by a man who's still looking for that hour he lost this weekend. It is Colby Rabideau. Hello, Colby. You were joking, but oh, my God, this time change destroys me. I don't get it. It's it's literally like a, it's one hour on a clock. I had a headache I don't get a lot of like legit headaches. I had a borderline migraine all day yesterday because of an hour. It doesn't make any sense either. Like it's like an extra hour of sleep. Like, shouldn't that be good? I, I think it's got to be psychological. There's got to be some psychological like it's in our head kind of thing, because I just don't believe and it happens every year, both times, whether you're gaining it or losing it. Just something about it just like shakes me to my core. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like I get hungry at weird times. I ate like seven times today because I didn't know when to eat. Uh, I don't know. I'm like tired, but I'm awake. And then, then you just keep second guessing yourself because what happened is you know, I would say probably 80% of my clocks automatically changed, but there was the handful that didn't. <laughs> right. And then uh, that's worse. I would almost rather have to change all of them than do this kind of mixture because then it's like the one time you look at the one clock you have and you're like, whoa, wait, what time is it? Right. Like, damn it. Yep. Yeah. I only have one manual clock. Nope. I have two. It's interesting. Somehow none of our kitchen appliances have the time on them. Hmm. which is great. Uh, so the only clock I have to change is the clock on the wall, which is pretty achievable though. It is up kind of high and sort of annoying to get back on the hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wall clocks can definitely be a hassle. Right. For some reason, my car doesn't now my car is connected to the internet and satellites in outer space and it will not change the daylight savings for some reason that was annoying um because that threw me for a loop today um does it like if you cross a time zone in your car does it know that you've you've changed time my current vehicle has never crossed a time zone so i actually don't know <laughs> that's a good question i would like to know i'm trying to think if Road trip. yeah i don't Road think i've trip. ever driven over a time zone in a car i've had that was connected to the internet so that's a smart you again, you would think it would, but um, but they are nice enough. I'll, I'll give them a little bit of credit. They're nice enough to have that box you can check so you don't have to manually change it. It just says daylight savings time and you tap it and it adds the hour. So like you, you got 50 percent of the way there. Couldn't finish, but at least it's just the checkbox. And OK, it's click. so close. Good to go. I've um, never owned a car that was connected to the Internet my entire life. It is. It has its advantages, um, but also, you know, like every gimmick, it's a gimmick. But, you know, <laughs> it's pretty. It's like, oh, look, you can start the car with your phone. Oh, that's that's cool. Except when they charge you like, you know, $60 a year for the privilege. <laughs> hey, those satellites aren't cheap, man. They got to put those in space. That's true. Floating around up there, crashing into debris. Yeah, exactly. And I had to really get theirs up in uh, up in orbit. Yeah. Nice. Well, you know, we're surviving. I'm sure by this time next week, I will feel normal again. If I haven't died. Yeah, it took it took me. Um, hey, look Hi. at this and joining the program. Dan Miller. Hello, Dan. Hi. Dan, that's a very new background behind it's you. It's extremely new. I do need to adjust it like one inch this way. Um, <laughs> but I haven't had time. Close enough. What's going on, man? So, so much. So much. Is happening. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, well, and that's it. All at once. That's it. I Good update. The Dan. entire Thank show you. talking about all the shit that's going on with me. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if we should. Can we give like an <laughs> AI to summarize it for you or something? Probably. SGPT, what's up with Dan? Yeah. I mean, maybe the most um, pertinent to recent episodes of the show is to revive the Don't Panic Home Improvement Hour. Um, mm. No one's... No, see, there's all these things that no one tells you. No one told me that houses have teething problems. Have you heard this um, phrase before? And like everything with houses, it comes back to economics. Mm. Uh, if you're a person and you're about to sell your house, uh, you want to make as much money as possible. Uh, so you will make improvements that make you a lot of money, and then you'll make shitty improvements that will make you a little bit of money. Um, so like a stupid example of this is the other day, we lived in this house for um, eight or nine days, I think at this point. The other day I went into the garage and I was like, huh, it's weird that in the garage there's like, there's holes in the paint where the tires are. And I was like, that's odd. At first, I thought it was mud. But then I was like, no, it's only where the tires rest when it's parked in the garage. So it's not mud. Um, And it turns out, like, people don't paint their garage floors. You shouldn't paint your garage floor because the car will just tear the paint off of the the floor. And it's like, oh, that makes sense. Why do they do that? Because it looked nice and it doesn't matter. So it's like, okay, now I have a garage that looks shittier because it's just got these giant holes in the floor. And it's going to slowly deteriorate. Not even that slowly. Over the next, like, two years, it's going to deteriorate into nothingness. Like, okay, that's fine. But then, like... That's like, uh, I... We talked about this on the on the sh- on a recent show. I we had electrical work done, so there were a bunch of holes in the walls. So I had to patch and paint the holes in the walls. Um, but <laughs> while I was at it, like some some of the walls were kind of dirty. So instead of instead of washing them, I just <laughs> just painted over the dirty spots. It was great. It looks awesome. Yeah, it turns out once you own a home, you can do anything you want to it. Like they can't <laughs> stop you. I lo- that's a dangerous concept. But I have another point on that. Um, but yeah, so then to yes, yesterday was that yesterday? Yeah, yesterday uh, we wake up and the the dishwasher has this funny looking time on it, and it's not a time; it's an error code. And it's like, what? Like we've used this dishwasher several times, no issues. And so you call the dishwasher repair person. He's like, oh, it's not. Look, your dishwasher drains just fine. That's not the problem. The problem is in the plumbing. It's like the sewer was just replaced. Literally, that was one of the big hangups on on this whole project was that the they needed to replace the sewer, which they did. And so it's like, okay, somehow that's broken. Um, so that's that was what delayed me actually was talking to the dishwasher repair person. Nice. Wow. <sighs> that's tough, man. You know, I tell I tell people who are buying especially their first houses, I say you you have to have a pot of money put aside simply for shit you didn't know was wrong with the house. It happens. And by the way, as someone who has spent an absurd amount of money on that exact issue, um, I know exactly how you feel because it's... I, I sometimes think of the stupid shit I've done on my house and I'm like, if I knew... If I was buying this house and knew some guy had done the things I had done, I would not buy this house. <laughs> so it's 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 lunacy. Here was the other... Uh, this was the first sort of... This was my first brush with homeownership was one of the first... Before we even moved in, one of the first things that was done was to get internet installed. And one of the criteria for choosing a house was house that had fiber internet. So I'm finally back on fiber internet. Um, mm. Which is exciting. Uh, but then the, the people showed up to install the fiber internet and they looked around. They're like, wow, this street's weird. And they're like, eh, whatever. And they like wrapped the fiber around the electrical cable that goes like from the street to the house. At least I think that's what it is. There's only one cable that goes from the street to the house. I assume it's electricity. Um, but also that tr- touches like two different trees, which also mm-hmm. my understanding is not what should happen. Anyways, so I was like, oh, that's weird. And then they go up to the side of the house. They whip out this massive drill that, that is drilled right through. I was like, whoa, 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 wait a second. <laughs> Let's talk about this for a second. <laughs> you know, I would have thought twice when I was renting the house, like, should we really be drilling holes through the entire outside into the inside of the house with this drill? Apparently, that's what you do. So that that was that was an interesting moment. But then... To your point, Sean, you can do whatever you want with the house once you have it, right? And one of the things I have always wanted 
is to have Ethernet in other rooms than the room that the router is in. So, and we have to get an EV charger installed, long story. Um, so I was already talking to electricians. I was like, hey, electricians, I didn't realize this. Electricians install Ethernet. It's like, if you're already here, I wouldn't pay you just to come out to do this. But if you're already here, there's also discounts. Like, how much would you charge? It's very reasonable. It's only like 300 to $600, depending on which ex- exorbitant, expensive electrician you're talking to. But they all said like, oh yeah, what I would do is drill another hole through this wall over here, run it up the outside of the house and then drill another hole. And I was like, but wait a second. Like, <laughs> what the hell? I feel like I could do that at that point, having watched the, the, the fiber installer people do it. What I was looking for from you was a more elegant solution. Um, but, and I guess I never directly asked any of them about this and maybe they all just assumed I wanted it done as cheaply as possible. Uh, but so that was my question to the group is like, is it possible to run a wire inside the wall? Cause I feel like I hear people talking about this, like, Oh yeah, just run a wire inside the wall. Something, something crawl space, something, something, but no one was proposing that as a solution. It just varies so wildly house to house because all, all across America, they're all constructed differently. And, and from what I understand, Again, I'm not familiar with the Pacific Northwest, but if you're running it like between like adjoining rooms on the same floor, yeah, you're going to be fine. As soon as you like span vertical, a lot of the times there's blocking in between floors. That's a pain to get through. Um, uh, okay. There's a lot. Of, I mean, I'll tell you at my house, my uh, electrical panel is on one end and on the other end of the house, I installed a mini split um, heating cooling unit that needed power. My electrician... I actually originally he wanted to run it under the siding around the outside of the house. And I said, you can't have the outside exposed. I'm not letting you do that. He had to run it all the way up the outside wall in a conduit all the way up to my attic, run it across my attic down the other side because of how difficult it is to get it between all these different rooms and different ceilings and different all the it just it's it's really hard to do on an existing property. Okay, all right. That's good. Yeah. For for our we had three four plugs installed, and there were like twenty three holes in the plaster <laughs> to go. This is just in like the kitchen, right? <laughs> to go from the kitchen to the kitchen. Okay, right. So th- this is my follow on question, and Colby sounds like you have some experience with this. Yeah. Um, the dishwasher repair person is telling me I need to call a plumber because my pipes are clogged. But then he's also like, you know, what you should have is an air gap. And I was like, what's that? Uh, and apparently it's like your drain, instead of draining your drain, like goes up and then there's like a thing you can access and then it goes down. And that thing is where all the stuff gets caught. And then you clean the thing. It's like, oh, but you should also, if you're going to do that, you should also have a garbage disposal. And I was like, yeah, I thought about that, but I looked under the sink. There's no outlet, um, which makes sense. Why the hell would you put an outlet under a sink, you know, a hundred years ago? It doesn't make any sense. That would be the <laughs> worst possible place to put an electrical outlet. Um, but doesn't your dishwasher have electric power going to it? That's what I asked him. I was like, hey, you look behind <laughs> the dishwasher. How did it get uh, electricity? It's like something, something, junction box, something, something. Oh, so it's just running a raw line out of there. Is your dishwasher close to your sink? It's right next to it. Yeah, so it would not be. The expensive part is running a line. If a line's already there, they can put in an outlet. Um, I think it would actually be pretty reasonable. Okay, all right. This is this is good. <laughs> but this is like, talk about, you know, the stuff for your stuff, the eels, the slide tile puzzle. Now I do, I feel like I've become a general contractor. Like I have all the necessary skills. I'm thinking through the dependencies. I'm drawing the Gantt charts. I'm like, all right, well, I already (laughs) have to get the plumber out to replace the hot water heater. So maybe they could do this thing. And then while they're here, they might as well do the garbage disposal and the air gap. If they're going to do the air gap, they got to get an electrician. Like, can a plumber just do that? Or does a plumber look at that and be like, well, I'm not touching that because I need an electrician to make that junction box have one more outlet. Yes, Sean says yes. Okay, yes. No, well, what I've learned is there's two ways to be a great homeowner. One is to be a handyman of all trades. I cut the wood, I hammer the nails, I do all the work myself. Those people are smart and they're great. 
But the other side of that coin is you can be a great homeowner by knowing how to deal with contractors. If you get really good at, first of all, finding the right people, making sure they know you and like working for you, they'll give you better rates. They'll be more cooperative. As you said, scheduling them and having them work together with each other. If you can get good at that skill, and I feel not to pat myself on the back, I've done an okay job of that over the years. You'll get you you'll your life will be just as happy and your house will be just as good as someone who did all the work himself. What's the secret, Sean? How do you get them to like you and stuff? Do cookies? No, honestly, I, it sounds dumb, but it's just genuinely being a nice person who's understanding. And when something goes wrong, you don't flip your shit. And, you know, like you said, Dan, like thinking ahead about stuff and being communicative and understanding they're running. Like I have guys who I work with and they're like, you wouldn't believe what some customers pull on me. You know, they, they just, it's a service industry. They're just looking for the bare minimum. So if you're just a good guy to work for, you pay them on time and you know, you keep calling them back as, and you build a relationship, they'll go above and beyond. At least that's my experience. And you're such a nice guy, Dan. I don't see why they wouldn't do that. <laughs> so especially if you keep, if you pay them, they like when you do that. I can do that. At least and, by the, and referrals <laughs> referrals are great get referrals because guys will only recommend other guys they trust because it's their reputation so if you need somebody ask your plumber for an electrician i just had my siding guy recommend a landscaper who's awesome who like doesn't do a lot of marketing you wouldn't really find his business he only does word about stuff and he's fantastic i would have never learned about him if i hadn't my siding guy didn't like me and was willing to say yeah no you can you know sean's a good client yeah yeah uh, yeah, but that's great. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. And, and in the in tech news, I got a firsthand look at the Silicon Valley collapse as that was the <laughs> bank out of which my, my Dan literally ran paid. to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I could I couldn't do anything. I was oh my God. Just sitting at home wondering what my future is going to be. Uh, so that also happened. In- Listen, Papa Biden's going to bail you out, buddy. Don't you worry. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not really a bailout. The people will point out to you. Of course. Of course. No, no free money. Don't call it a bailout. I, I, I just, not to get onto that topic too much, but I did just read, was it Roku came out and said they had $500 million in cash in Silicon Valley Bank. <laughs> like a quarter of all their cash. <laughs> They're like, we don't know if we're going to get it. And I'm like, could you imagine just like not having your $500 million? I can. Yo, well, okay, there you go. I mean, I, Dan, I knew you were doing good. You just bought a house, but... I mean, you know, uh, it's all relative, right? It was the equivalent of $500 <laughs> yeah. million dollars for yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> Without that money, there was just no chance the company continues. So, oh, my uh, God, yeah. yes. Dan, LLC. Yeah, I got you. I got you. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that whole thing prompted me to learn that, like, the FDIC insurance thing is only for $250,000. Not that I have $250,000 sitting around in the bank, but I guess I just like assumed there wasn't, it wasn't like a limit. And if it was, it was like way more money than I could imagine, but it's not. Yeah. I read it used to be per account. Uh, Wait, am, am I getting that right? Oh, it, it's actually not really per account. It's per account holder per bank. So even if you have multiple Chase accounts, my understanding is your individual liability is limited at Chase, you know, JP Morgan Chase to $250,000. And if you opened up a Bank of America account, you'd raise your overall exposure to over $500,000. But mm. a second Chase account would not get you there. But it used to be different. It used to be $100,000, and you could open up as many accounts at Chase as you wanted to. <laughs> um, I also learned today that there is, I think these companies already existed, but now they're making a lot more money. There are companies for, for a small, you know, office space-esque fee will handle the load balancing of your funds across all the banks for you to ensure you stay under the <laughs> the limit. Which is Rich people one problems. Those, one of those things. No, it's company problems. Um, right. The companies always not all but i don't know even us like we're like a 15 person startup between all the salaries and aws it got close to two hundred fifty thousand dollars you need a month oh yeah um yeah yeah it's like like raid for your bank for your money <laughs> yes <laughs> yes 
the other the other shocking thing about this actually that um someone at work pointed out to me was even us and we didn't have 500 million dollars in the bank but we had a lot of money uh even us we were like shouldn't we be doing something with this money instead of just having it sit there? And so before all of this, we were looking at the um, treasury bill, something, something, something. There's a way that you can give the federal government money and they'll give you more money back pretty quick, like a little bit more money after a month and a lot more money after a year, relatively speaking. Uh, And the fact that like Roku had $500 million and they weren't doing any of that, is kind Sitting of insane because that's in a like checking account. <laughs> they're literally leaving money on the floor. But but that's part of, and I don't know how much you've read about the collapse of the bank, but that was part of the issue. A lot. Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> so didn't didn't Silicon Valley Bank? They were heavily invested in government. Yes. And because the interest rates went up, they got squeezed, and that was part of their loss. My understanding is that they were not doing this staggered maturity thing mm. where you like and maybe maybe they did and they just got the calculation wrong because everyone started withdrawing their money. But as a bank, as a company that has predictable expenses and now I'm like, oh, I totally now I understand why the accountants love like, yeah, sign me up for the annual plan, even though it's more than on demand pricing, because then you can predict how much you spend. Then you can take all the money you don't need, invest it, make that. 0.08% return year over year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all it's all starting to make sense now. Things I wish I didn't have to learn. Yeah. Well, that's all right. I'll uh, I'll keep an eye on my checking account that earns zero percent interest, and uh, you know, make sure my money is nice and secure at my local credit uh, credit federal credit union. Thanks, local bank. Um, I do have you to say, guys, hope that the people of Springfield, Massachusetts, don't decide to stop trusting the <laughs> Federal Credit Union because so, Silicon Valley Bank was basically a federal credit union for Silicon Valley uh, companies and investors and rich people. Now, nah, us yokels around here, we bury gold in our backyards and put our cash under our mattresses. So we'll be just fine. We don't trust in the big banks um, for those of us who have any money. Um, I. Mild anecdote. I finally did it. I put my AirPods through the washing machine. Nice. It was only a matter of time. So I had to pick up some new ones, unfortunately, but uh, they did not survive the washing. Do you have now? Do you have the one that the case actually beeps when you use find my? Yes, actually, I do. I got the new case with the speaker in it. Um, And you know what it does actually that I actually think is really neat is it beeps when you put it on the wireless charger. And it makes the connection, which is really great because I don't have MagSafe. So it, it's not, I got to line it up and it beep. And I go, oh, that's pretty cool. So, nice. yeah. Other is than the, that. Is, is this the regular AirPods or the Pro? The Pros. The Pro 2s, I guess. Um, oh, interesting. Do you know if the new regular AirPods do stuff like that? I do don't they even have the Find so. My thing? I just want the Find My thing. Uh, you know, that's a good question. I don't think they have the speaker. I think that's exclusive. But the Find My, I think, is integrated into everything now. Okay. Yeah, I was annoyed. I still think they're overpriced on the pros. I still think the price is too high. Um, but I, you know, I thought about it. Every single day when I leave my house, I have four things on my person at all time. My wallet, my car keys, my phone, and my AirPods. I use these suckers every single day. Like, it is not a question of if. I cannot live without them. So I literally Amazon ordered same day delivery when they went through the washer. I was like, I have to get these now. <laughs> and did you check to see if they were broken? I did. And okay. they were very much <laughs> I've sound came of out. surviving. Okay. No, sound came out, but uh, one ear worked and the other was pretty garbled. And then I called somebody and the microphones were not working properly either. So no, they, you could tell they, but they were, they were soaked. Uh, like dripping wet coming out of the washer, uh, which is funny because my mother was uh, was pulling the laundry out. I was upstairs and I heard her go, Sean. And I'm like, why? She goes, you're going to be fucking pissed. I'm like, what are you? I'm like, what could this be? You know, she thought I was going to like flip my shit. And I was like, no, accidents happen. You know, it is what it is. But unfortunate. But uh but anyway, 
Anything else going on, gentlemen? I have been on a small technology spending spree recently. Helping the U.S. economy. Thank you, Colby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I finally replaced my monitor. I my My Apple Cinema display. I replaced it because... I had taken for work. I had taken some like screenshots of stuff for like, like onboarding, like docs and things. And I I did it on my cinema display and I happened to see them on my like retina, (laughs) retina laptop screen. I was like, why are these so blurry? (laughs) It was because I did it on the cinema display that uh less than 2x resolution screenshot did not hold up hold up well to modern <laughs> screens so i bought the cheapest 4k mini led monitor i could find which is pretty cheap but like $800 it was $800 which is cheaper than i expected i was you know i think what i decided is I would get this non-Apple monitor for $800. And if it's terrible, that's fine. They're going to release new monitors and I'll spend $4,000 on it. (laughs) On whatever stupid monitor that they come out with. And if it's fine, then I won't. I'll just use this one. And so far, it's only been like four days. But it seems to be fine. Um. It it has the high resolution. I got the I spent the extra like two hundred dollars to get the high refresh rate one. So um nice. That's better than the Apple display. Right, right. Um and so I don't know, it seems nice it has HDR. And then I was like I was just perusing the internet and I happened to search for PS5s and there were PS5s in stock at the Target near me. Ooh. So I, so I got a PS5 to plug into this stupid monitor. Nice. Oh, and no. like, yeah, I, I really went through a I, I went through a massive uh, visuals upgrade recently. So you guys are really high definition in a way that you haven't been in the past. Well, it's funny. I'm I'm also kind of like Dan is weirdly high definition because of his fiber. Dan's never, <laughs> yeah. you, Dan's never look crisper. It's upsetting. The house is doing wonders for you, Dan. Right. So between that and and your monitor, um, we're just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Colby, how big is the how big is the monitor? What size you got there? Twenty seven inches. Same oh, nice. One. Yeah, pretty pretty reasonable. Uh, and what are you? Uh, any particular things you're playing on the PS5 that's looking great in 4K? Uh, I've I've only played Horizon, uh, not Horizon. Horizon, the new Horizon, Horizon? new Horizon. No, Horizon, Horizon, uh, Forgotten West, Forbidden West, Forbidden West. We got there. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Our powers combined. Yes, that's the only one I've played so far, and it looks it looks quite nice. Um. It's one of those like after you play for five minutes, it like loses the effect and it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm playing the game. But like every time I turn it on, it's like, whoa, yes, yes. And then you start noticing how crappy other things look. I did that. I just um, Nesson, who's our sort of local sports channel here in New England, um, you can stream Bruins games in 4K when they play in Boston. And. When you first turn, you notice the difference, especially in a high speed sport like hockey, where there's a lot less pixel. You know, you can really notice the motion in 4K. And then after watching it for five minutes, you're like, all sports should look like this. And you stop noticing after a while. And then you like put on regular hockey on TV and you're like, oh, this looks awful. Disgusting. Yeah. So the only other game worth playing is the uh, the Spider-Man Miles Morales game. Of PS of games that benefit from the PS5 IMO, I haven't right. played all of them, but I've tried a couple. I really so coming from the PS4, I really appreciate how quickly things load because, like, the I think you're muted, Dan. Oh, uh, now am I muted? No, no. Okay, I said that's the number one reason to get it. 
Mm-hmm. I agreed. Yeah. Because, boy, with the new games, did you sit for, for a long time between, like, every time. I mean, at least most, at least there are less loading screens in games than there used to be, but, like, holy moly. I remember like, playing the, the Last of Us 2 on the PS4, and it was, like, I think at least a minute. Like, you'd, you'd start the game, and like, oh, continue, X, and then it'd be, like, this beautiful, slightly animated loading screen you'd stare at for 60, <laughs> 70 seconds. Like, oh my God. What is yeah. happening in the background? Like, what is actually going on? It turns out it's just like load. I guess it's just loading stuff off of a spinning disk hard drive is super slow, it turns out. <laughs> right. Got to get all that gunk into memory. Um, yeah. So that was, that was my adventure. I got the PS4 with no disk drive. Mm-hmm. I mean, the PS5 with no disk drive, it's slightly less bulbous than the other one, which is nice. I was disappointed that, like, I feel like that this <clears throat> this does not have, like, meaningfully more hard drive space than the PS4 did mm. relative to how <laughs> how much larger games are. But I unlike the PS4, that. it has a slot for an additional hard drive, I think. Ooh. I think well, that's true. And you can just get, you can go on Amazon and get one of those teeny tiny fast SSD things and, and slot it in, I think. Nice. Okay. I'll accept that then. Right. You still have to pay for it, but. Well, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he's on a spending spree, spree, Dan. Don't matter. He'll pay for it. <laughs> he just goes right, into Best right. Buy and they just say, whatever you want, sir. Help so, yourself. Speaking of, of um, some of this stuff, I and mean, going back to my Ethernet thing. at the time if you had asked me two weeks ago like hey dan are you gonna get ethernet in your house and it's like yes because god damn it i've been waiting like literally 20 years to put ethernet in rooms and i'm gonna now i own a house i'm gonna do it but then when i actually got here i'm in this office room to my right is a bathroom and on the other side of that wall is the living room uh the router is i moved it from back in one of these shelves to out in the middle of the room because the wi-fi reception was terrible in the living room because it turns out wi-fi routers are really bad at going through shower you know bathtubs and water pipes and sinks and mirrors and all that stuff so despite the fact that i have fiber internet occasionally once or twice a viewing session it'll like drop from 4k to 1080p or lower and it'll usually cover pretty quickly but it's like, ah, oh, yeah, like this is definitely the Wi-Fi sucking in the living room, despite the fact that it's 40 feet away. <laughs> um, the bathroom is totally killing it. Well, this might be the time. I mean, my house is not the same square footage, but it's not far off as your place. Um, might be time to go mesh. That was what solved my problem in my house was um, uh, mesh routers really covered the square footage. See, my house, so that's the bathroom. And yeah. the other room is on the other side of the bathroom. The bathroom is in the middle. So totally screwed. Wi-Fi 6, though, notable. Does Wi-Fi 6 all make that better? I don't know if it makes the pipes better, but boy, does it work better. It solved all of my other Wi-Fi Yeah, Colby, Colby Shower now has Wi-Fi. So Because, oh, yeah. you know, up there I have... A Unify Wi-Fi 6 access point that is just sitting there not being used for anything. But it occurs to me that I could just turn off the Wi-Fi on the Dream Machine thing and just use that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I that's worth a shot. Dream Machine. It pooped out and then I just got a different yeah. router. That's fair. Hmm. Okay. You should try it. I will try it. I also here's a, a fun fact, the things I learned looking at houses in Seattle. The um, you, there are two. I guess there are three kinds of houses you can get in Seattle. You can get a a piece of shit murder house for about six hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> um, you can get a brand new, built like uh, you know, five pieces of plywood tapped into the ground box house. Um, I think we've all seen those. Or you can get a lovingly maintained one hundred year old house. Mm-hmm. All of the, this is that. This is one of those. 
all of those houses, you know, when you you can't hear it when someone's walking upstairs, and if you knock on the walls, it doesn't just reverberate like a like a bass drum. Um, but none of them have doorbells. Just none. It's completely not surprising to find no doorbells at all. I don't understand what people did 20, 30, 40 years ago. They just, everyone just knocked on the door. I don't know. But now everyone has the battery-powered doorbells. Uh, so I need to get a battery-powered doorbell. It cannot be wired. I guess it could be, but it, I, it just seems like $1,000. I don't, I don't want to spend right now just <laughs> right. everything else. Got some when I could drilling, just drilling holes all the way through your <laughs> Yeah, when I could just spend 100 dollars Like, oh, I totally get it now. Yeah, sure. Wi-Fi doorbell. So I got the I got a Wi-Fi doorbell. Also, there are like no Wi-Fi doorbells that work with HomeKit, which is annoying. There's one, but it sucks and it overheats in the sun and our door is mm. south facing. So I was like, that doesn't seem like a wise investment. Um, so I have a Arlo. Oh yeah, yeah, Arlo. It might be. I can't actually see it, but I haven't installed it yet because I have to drill holes in the side of the house to to mount the thing on the wall. Um, do you have a drill? So I have a drill. My uncle very kindly heard me complaining, not complaining. I was just noting. I was like, there's a bunch of shit I just cannot do because I've never needed a drill. <laughs> the one time I needed a drill in the Manhattan apartment, it turned out my grandfather had in the closet a drill, a hand crank drill, which yeah. I used to drill because I needed a, there's no smoke detector in the house. I needed to install a smoke detector, so I got one of the fancy nest smoke detectors, and I needed to drill some holes to mount it. And I drilled these holes by hand through the plaster. And these, it, was, it took all night. And also, I was drilling into the ceiling, so eventually my hand would go numb from being above my heart for too long, and I'd have to take a break. Um, but other than that, I've never needed a drill. And so, anyways, I, I was noting this to my uncle. I was like, we're going to hang all these photos or paintings and stuff, and... Got to drill holes in the wall because some of them are super heavy. Um, Lena has this giant, I don't know if you've ever, I guess maybe neither of you have ever seen it. A giant solid wood, vibrant pink uh, picture frame with nothing inside of it. But uh, attached to it are lobsters and apples and like plants and all sorts of crazy shit. It looks really cool, but it is incredibly heavy. <laughs> um it's just all solid wood uh it's like gotta hang that anyway so my uncle gave me a drill a power chill so i have a power drill that i haven't even opened he decided i was gonna be ryobi man he said so that's that's where i'm nice that's where i'm at good brand um yeah i i got i did a little bit of research it's like oh wow so yeah they're trying to sell you on like buy into our battery ecosystem oh, yeah. and then you can get the the power washer and all the other crazy shit so i have a anyways long story short i have a drill i'm just a little afraid to use it if i'm being honest i have never i've used a power drill to like construct you know a set for like a play but it doesn't really matter like the worst case scenario is you're gonna ruin this like two by four um i've never used a power drill to drill into a wall that might have wires in it and i guess that's unlikely but potentially not impossible in the outside of the house i don't know um so that that's to turn it back into don't panic uh, home improvement hour. That's where I'm at with <laughs> the, the video doorbell. It's sitting here in the box behind me. Well, good. Yeah. Well, I that shouldn't be too bad. For, I think what I usually say is like the test of a homeowner is a TV mount. Oh, no. That, yeah, that's in t- that can get <laughs> like you graduate up to that because you're putting in bolts that are, you know, that long directly into the studs, man. That Have I told you my that. my philosophy on this? If the consequence of screwing something up, if the magnitude of that failure is more than $100, I pay someone to do it. And with the TV mount, definitely. Like, even if the TV was less than $100, just something that heavy crashing to the ground is going to destroy these beautiful, lovingly maintained original hardwood 100 year old floors. Um, so, yeah, absolutely not doing that. But a video doorbell, it does seem like the worst case scenario is I fuck up the video doorbell or screw drill the wrong size holes into the side of my house into the siding Low stakes. Like mouse into the siding you'll be fine it'll be yeah. fine okay thanks I, i've drilled a lot of holes in the walls here <laughs> just for fun <laughs> like, just for fun it's a hobby it's fine 
I mounted the TV on one wall and decided I made the I like that was the wrong wall, and so I put it on the other wall. Wow, that's that's called courage. Apple, take note. <laughs> Bold. Uh, my so best best thing you can you can have to have with your drill is the like analog stud finder the like one that is just a really strong magnet i'll put it it can be it can be my pick for for this week he did also give me a stud finder but i also haven't opened that and i have no idea how it works he did say he didn't get the super expensive one that has the radar built in although he thought about it Mm. so it's not it's not that but i don't know if it's magnetic or the magnet one is the good one if it has batteries it's probably not good Interesting. I don't know. I've never used a stud finder with batteries that like actually found any <laughs> any studs. What is here's a dumb question. What is a stud? <laughs> well, so so in a house, right? Like yep. inside the walls behind the plaster are like every like in in America pieces of wood. It's, it's yeah, they're pieces of wood that go up and down and hold the ceiling up that are like every 16 inches there's a piece of wood that sticks right. straight up and down. And the manual stud finder finds the studs by finding the screws that they use to screw the drywall into the into the ah. piece of wood. Which so is it's yeah, a screw it, finder. Right, yes. Really all metal things finder. But it also finds pipes in the walls, which is nice because you don't want to drill holes in those. Well, that was what I was going to bring up. There are other thing, metal things in the wall. Oh, but I guess what you're saying is if you know where the screw is, you don't want to drill there. You want to drill above it well, or some, below it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no. And basically anything of any weight, if you're putting it into drywall, you really need to put it into a stud. Drywall does not have a lot of holding power. Yep. <clears throat> okay, awesome. well, uh, maybe I'll FaceTime you and Colby for some of these uh, drilling sessions. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. We got li- we got to put this on Twitch or something. Oh, right, yeah, awesome. we could we could just start the show. We could just go live. That the home improvement hour. <laughs> I love it. No, oh, that's very exciting, Dan. Congratulations. Um, guys, we basically went through the whole show. We don't have time for news. It really was the home improvement hour, unless you really want to talk about one of these stories. We talked about Silicon Valley Bank. Okay, that's true. That's true. That's true. We did. We talked about one news item. Okay. Check that box. Uh, and we can move on to picks then, I suppose. Um I definitely have a pick. I just need time to think about it. All right. I'll I'll uh, buy you some time. Uh, picks are the part of the show where each of us brings something we want to share with the world. Uh, some cool stuff we're checking out and enjoying. Colby, why don't, uh, why don't you go first since we just talked about this? <laughs> Mine's the stud, the stud finder. It's the C.H. Hansen magnetic stud finder. It's yellow. It has a little level in it. It's basically just a magnet. Yeah, it's a wire cutter pick. Um, I own the exact same one as well. I'm sure that's where we found it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I love mine. Dan, I will say, a great early purchase for you will be a toolbox. And not like an expensive, like a plastic one that, because about six or 12 months from now, you will have uh, a wrench and a hammer and a screwdriver and a stud finder, and you're gonna need somewhere to. I I have a a toilet snake. There's just stuff you accumulate <laughs> over the years that you don't know you need until you need it. Sure. Um. But yeah, the magnetic stud finder that works um works really really well. Cool. We'll link to that on the site. Uh, I will go with my pick. I haven't actually bought this. I just found out about it right before the show, and I'm like, damn, I kind of want to buy this. It's the Chipolo card spot. Uh, the wallet finder that works with the Find My app. It's basically a little credit card shaped uh, Find My device uh, that works with the Find My network. Um, f- so in case your wallet goes missing, um, it just slots right into it like a credit card um, instead of a big round circular puck. Um, and it only costs $35, which I actually think is pretty reasonable for something like this. Um, they say it lasts for two years on its battery life, which again is not unreasonable. It'll beep. Um, you'll be able to locate it. And I think I'll probably pick one of these up for my wallet. I, uh, I think I mentioned on here, I got a, um, 
air tag for my luggage when I was traveling and I really liked it. Um, and uh, you know, my, uh, AirPods have them. So I said, ah, oh, maybe I'll give this a shot. looks cool. So a pre pick of sorts, the Chipolo card spot link on the website. Oh, you don't have it yet. I don't have it yet. I found out about it five minutes ago, so I'll report back on how it goes. Okay. Nice. Um, I didn't have anything recently I bought, so I said I'll pre-pick. Um, and on that case, Dan, I, see I can't believe I haven't picked this before, but according to the website, I haven't. Um, I mentioned that there is no HomeKit video doorbell that will work, um, but luckily... There's this thing called Homebridge that allows you to take um, almost anything uh, and connect it to HomeKit. So if it, if there's a thing that's connected to the internet, I've used it for the MyQ garage door opener, which doesn't work with my... Oh, that was another thing. Uh, the people the people here, like there's some things they wouldn't really hog wild in. We have an incredible electric oven, but it's electric, which is odd because we do have gas in the house. And they have the world's quietest garage door opener, which does not work with the MyQ garage door opener, but is like silent. It's like insane. I don't understand how it works. Um, But anyways, when I did use the MyQ thing, you could hook that up through HomeKit. The Ring doorbell, I could hook that up through HomeKit. Um, And this, the Arlo one, or I forget if I have the Eufy one or the Arlo one, whichever one I have, that also works through HomeBridge into HomeKit. and so Homebridge is amazing. It's pretty easy to install if you have a Raspberry Pi or something like that. Um, and the, the cool thing is we moved in here. We got the um, Ring security system, uh, which works pretty well and gets you a, a discount on your homeowner's insurance, which I didn't realize, but it's a nice benefit. Um, but a cool thing is all those little like door and window sensors show up in HomeKit now thanks to Homebridge. So I can yeah. say like when the front door opens, activate the I'm home scene. It just instantly happens. It's so fast. It's like, it's so fast. I'm like, how is this not like native integration? This is happening so quickly, but it works really, really well. Um, so Homebridge, amazing open source project. Fun fact, the whistle switch was built with a Homebridge uh, open source thingy, like oh, one of their, cool. the lower level uh, things that like open source packages. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Great. Homebridge.io. You know, Colby, speaking of that, I was meaning to ask you, since uh, Twitter shut off their API, um, has Tweed taken off? Has that g- gone viral? Well, I mean, I was expecting it to stop working. <laughs> Twitter shut off their API, Fair. but it hasn't yet. So okay. uh, Twitter has was... not shut off the API yet. Yeah. No. Okay. They've just yeah. limited it. I got you. Because I was thinking, everyone, if they can't use third-party apps, they might just go full RSS. But I think maybe the gap here is Colby. Your your Tweed systems uses the Twitter API to. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Once you become big enough, they'll squash you like a bug. I keep, yeah, I keep waiting for when I uh, got off Twitter, uh, I transferred the thing I was like, you know what I really need is all of the local Twitter accounts that are like, this is the Seattle transit blog where people are, and of course they have a blog, but they don't have an RSS feed. So that I have to get it from their Twitter account. I, I transferred all that stuff to tweet systems. Yeah, hey. Continued to work great. My man. Fingers crossed. Don't tell too many people, but like <laughs> <laughs> invite only. A couple people. Is okay. <laughs> yeah, I want to see. I want to look up how many tweets we have served recently. This is the uh, the one thing I do on the Twitter account. <laughs> well, Dan, you gotta you gotta start posting your home renovations on Mastodon. Yeah. I gotta because Dan Dan's one of my now. Of course, I only follow like twelve people on there, but Dan's right up there. One of my top 12 that I follow. Thanks. Yeah, I didn't really feel like tweeting a lot or, or no, tooting I, a lot no. recently. I had I had, some, I had one one toot lined up for last Friday, which was just going to be ha 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 like 16 times. Um, and then I decided <laughs> not to toot it. <laughs> yeah, not, not adding much to the discourse. I got you. I got you. But we're feeling for you. Well, that's. That's great, Dan. Again, congratulations. That's wonderful. Hopefully things will settle down for you a little bit, though knowing you, I highly doubt it. I don't think things have ever been settled down for you in the history of mankind, but uh, so be it. Um, I'm going to start the wrap up here, but I can't end this show without talking about the other show up for debate. Guys, you know what month it is. 
Oh my god, it's Mar- 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 March 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 Madness. It's March Madness. Thank you, Colby. It sure is. We're in the thick of it. Uh, we just published a little while ago our uh, first episode of the month. Would you believe me? And now for the third month in a row, uh, third March in a row, we're playing text-based adventure games again. Uh, this week, uh, we play a Batman-themed adventure game. And I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler. Uh, the very first option in the game is you can play as Batman or as Alfred. Guess which we chose. Uh, and it's actually very funny. So I do recommend people check out that episode, upfordebate.tv, where we get podcasts. Check it out. Uh, just look for Up for Debate. We'll be doing that all month long. And I will warn you, Matt always comes up with some theme. And this year's theme is, there's a website that has all these games on it. In the first week of the month, we're going to do a five-star rated game. In the second week, we're going to do a four-star rated game. In the third week, a three-star rated game. And in the last, we're going to do a two or less star rated game. Mind you, the five-star rated game was not that great. So I am very concerned about how, where this month is headed. That's a great plan. Very Matt. Very Matt. And I will have to talk to you talk to you guys too about his new hobby. He's getting into woodworking. I'm very worried for his well-being. <laughs> yeah, he's a woodworker. Yeah. I, I, I'm very good. I, I warned him that he needs the paramedics on standby, poor guy. Um, well, if he wants anyway. a project, I might have to redo the uh, the cabinet between the dishwasher and the sink if I'm going to install this shit. So, <laughs> No, Dan, you already have learned. Listen, you've been a homeowner for a little over a week. You've already learned just drill a big asshole. That's true. That's the solution to everything in the home. Every cable <laughs> installer I've ever met <laughs> is like, need a wire there? I'll get the biggest drill I got. That's true. You know what? They should just they should just make all walls to be slightly porous, like the Mac Pro case, but have them each wall offset from the other so you can only see into the next room, but not the room after that. And but then you you have sort of free channels between between each room. It's not a bad idea. Maybe it works a little bit differently for bathrooms, but otherwise it's yeah, <laughs> a different kind of open concept. Well, you know, breathable. The acoustics are going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, wonderful. Well, listen, this show is dopepanic.io. Of course, go to our website. Uh, there's the URL. It's going to have links to all of today's picks as well as all the past episodes. Of course, you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Uh, with uh, We're on all the major platforms. You can also uh, get the video version on YouTube and see how crisp Dan's video is. And then... You should follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter, email us, don't panic show at gmail.com. Uh, that's going to put a pin in it here. So great to have all three hosts back. Um, glad to catch up with you guys and all of you at home. We appreciate, as always, on behalf of Dan and Colby, I am Sean. Thank you for being here. We're going to see you next time for another fantastic episode of Up for Debate. No, it's not Up for Debates. Don't panic. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn it. I got through the whole show. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, my God. It's like, it just... This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.